What's up, everybody? My name is Javi. And I'm Steve. And this is your Minority Report. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is the Minority Report? Well, I feel like, Steve, what do you, to you, what, do you, what is this show? I mean, I think if you want to be direct, uh, the Minority Report are, is a show about two minorities, me and you. Which are like the widest versions of our races possible. Yeah, I know. I think most people listening to this for the first time who wouldn't know us would not think that they're talking to a black guy and a Mexican guy. Oh, no. They hear you. They hear a smooth-ass black they, motherfucker. They'll hear it more when I get excited and passionate about some kind of stuff. If I'm yelling a lot. Like they, they'll hear it tonight. Um, <laughs> when, when I start talking about Ronda Rousey, they'll, they'll get a little taste of that. Um, but, yeah, no. This is just our podcast where we – I mean, who do we talk to tonight? So today we talked to Jerry from uh, Pacific Plate, from the brewery that I happen to work at. And I think we talked about this before is there is this whole like underbelly in in our particular city. We both live in Los Angeles. There's this whole underbelly that no one really talks about. You know, there's these brewers and, and uh, you know, bar owners and actors and comedians. Or there's a wealth of guests out there that no one's talking to and i feel like their stories need to be represented sir yeah there's tons of interesting people in la um that i guess don't get a fair shake and don't really get to tell their story be it someone who owns a independent brewery or a, a restaurant or someone who's a filmmaker like just trying to make it or an actor like we just want to talk to people who we find interesting and who we think have they don't even have to have a story it just could be people we find interesting that we want to talk to right I feel like there's a lot of stories that should be told, and then every week we're going to bring you some, um, you know, stories that we find interesting with our spin and you know a few jokes here and there. Yeah, we'll talk about like what's going on in our week and our life. I mean, I mean, because I mean, I myself, I'm a writer and kind of trying to be a filmmaker, and you, you're you're also a brewer, and so we have like we're both we're these people, and so we we know these people, and we want to just you know sit down and talk to these people. And also, I mean, the fact that, like, you're this huge fucking comic book nerd. Yeah, I am. And, like, it's funny because, you know, we talked about, uh, we mentioned earlier, like, we're both, like, the widest <laughs> representations of our race. Like, no one would assume that you're, like, this huge comic book nerd besides the fact their name's fucking Steve Rogers. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I've made that surprise on a lot of people when I've gone to job interviews. <laughs> uh, we'll have a phone interview on the phone, and then I'll walk in the door, and like, can we help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I have an interview. It's like, um, okay, what's your name? Like, oh, I'm Steve Rogers. Like, oh, shit, like, you're Steve? Um, You just sound different over the phone. Like, yeah, you didn't expect, like, a fucking six-foot-three black dude to walk through the fucking door. <laughs> but, I mean... That's life. That's shit I got to deal with. Exactly. So we're going to do this show, and we're going to talk to different people, and I feel like this is going to be a very interesting take. And um, so this is our first episode, and like I said, we're, we're interviewing Jerry uh, from Pacific, Pacific Plate Brewing Company. What is Jerry's last name? Ruva Calba, I think. Ruva Calba, something like that. Ruva Calba. Okay, Jerry Ruva Calba. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. We've had a few drinks, so I, I, my pronunciation I mean, is going to be perfect. But I feel like if we're going to introduce somebody, we should get at least first and last name. No, because you know he he refers to himself as Master Bruce. You know, I'm not calling his another, social his social media handle. I'm not calling another grown man Master Bruce. Oh goddamn, Steve! You got to get with the times. You I'm, know, it's 2019. We have handles now. Yeah, I have a handle too. You know what it is? It's Steve Rogers. Because I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around. No, Jerry was great. Master Bruce was great. Um, yeah, we had a good talk about you know beer and wrestling, and 
kids and breweries. Uh, kids and breweries. You see, I get a little excited about that too. But um, yeah, I think you guys hopefully will enjoy it. So thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and tune in to next week and every other week as we bring you, I think, very interesting and insightful interviews. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's a plan, right? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> One can only hope. Um, so enjoy this interview and uh, enjoy. Yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Now they got you explaining it. Exactly. Now the audience has you. And everyone knows now. And the now the yeah, we just let out the fucking trade. Yeah, secret. I don't think it's all the secrets. Secret. <laughs> we know Willy Wonka fucking made it secret for a reason, and now we just fucking let out the secrets. God damn it, Jerry! What the hell's wrong with you? It was a golden ticket. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, he he kept it a secret because he had a slave trade going on that inside. God damn Oompa Loompas, dude. <laughs> it's child slavery. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome to the show. This is our first interview of the podcast, and we are sitting with. My boss, which is always interesting to interview someone that deals with your schedule and yeah. my workload. It's Jerry, good. how are you? Uh, it's good, good. I'm doing great, man. Jerry uh, is the head brewer at Pacific Plate Brewing Company in Monrovia. He's also affectionately called Master Bruce. We're going to add like a, yeah. a reggaeton horn yeah, in there it. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it sounded fun like how it was. <laughs> I'm not gonna add anything to that. We're just gonna we're just gonna do a, a soundtrack of Hobby doing. Da, 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 da. He's he's like, see, don't tell him that. Now you have a soundboard or see that one yeah. sound. Just do 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 do. Just me doing it. It sounds shitty. Have you been, man? How have things been? Good, man. Fucking working my ass off, man. It's already like the beginning of the year. I feel tired already. I know, dude. <laughs> I remember when I I hired on to Pacific Plate like what almost a year ago, give or take. Yeah. And you had just taken on the mantle of being head brewer how in your experience since like before that you were just i guess assistant brewer but you're basically doing what you were doing anyway i would say my title was assistant slash head brewer yeah because i was pretty much doing anything but i had some say in the recipes but not full say right so yeah once i once i became the the master brewer i guess that's i'm officially now <laughs> wait so where were you at before this uh, before this, I was working at a grocery store. Uh, I was a bakery uh, cake decorator. So how do you go from cake decorating to jumping into the brew game? Well, uh, I guess I became an alcoholic first, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, sure enough, I like wanted to find out how beer was made, and you know, I went into doing research on that while I was working there still, and I ended up going to uh, San Diego State University, uh, and I took their craft beer program. And that's where I pretty much started my trade in craft beer. Was there a beer that like you tried and you're like, yeah, this is this is the game for me, you know? Like, you oh, know, man. everyone talks about their aha beer, you know? Well, I, I wouldn't say I had an aha beer. I had an aha beer share. <laughs> it's always a fucking <laughs> bottle was, it's, share. It's isn't always it? a multiple because at one point it was like three times a week was a bottle share, but at least six bottles between Jesus at least four Christ. of us. So it was pretty heavy drinking, but. A lot of that led to me wanting to learn more. Now, during these bottle shares, though, were you like... Hold actually, on, hold on, because um, I'm the one who knows least about beer. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck is a bottle share? You guys keep going past these things like everybody knows it. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair, so that's ba fair. Basically, a group of friends get together, and either they bring bottles that they have bought, or mm -hmm. they we all go together and just grab a bunch of bottles and you know just try a bunch of stuff. 
Yeah, so, and it usually depends on what you're trying to go for. Yeah. If you're doing like a, oh, we're gonna do you know some so session. So instead IPA of calling it a bottle share, you guys went to the liquor store together and all got something <laughs> yeah. different. So it's it's kind of like you know how people go and buy a thirty pack and drink together. Yeah, yeah. it just sounds more professional when you say bottle share. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it sounds more like a hobby. You yeah, know? it's more of a hobby. It sounds less alcoholic. Yeah, it w- it was more like to learn though, really like. I mean, we say that. We say it's it, well, it's supposed it to starts, learn, but... It starts to learn, and then you just start at one point where you're like, let's just try to get fucked up today on some craft beer, and then it goes back to learning again. At like, some there, point. There's those nights, like that third night of a week in a bottle show where you're like, oh, man, I got to stop. Yeah, <laughs> but then all of a sudden someone comes out with like some fucking... Some barrel-aged... Some like, crazy barrel-aged, like, yeah. dessert stout that's like 16%, and you're like, fuck it. Yeah, let's crush of, it, and then you're hungover. One of the, the worst day. slash best nights are like the vertical shares where you try the same beer from like 2013 to 2018. Yeah, people do that it's shit. It's so crazy. What is vertical share? <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> so, so um, some breweries do the same beer every year. Yeah. And they either put them in barrels, and then release them a year later. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you just hold on to bottles for multiple years, or you go and look for these bottles that yeah. people still have to hold on to. And then you just open them up one at a time, and then you compare them all and see which right. year's the best. It's kind of like wine, but less snobby. Yeah, okay. So, like, sense. usually, like, uh, for instance, like a brewery like Bottle Logic has their Red Eye November that's come out for the past few years. So, there's different, yeah, I think like, it's, yeah, like five years already. Yeah, so you can, there's, I'm sure there's a bottle share where someone pulls out, like, the first ever release of it. And then, you yeah. know, there's subsequent releases like that everyone batch tries one, out. Batch two, batch right. Three, you just want to see the difference, which one came out better. Yeah. And realistically, I mean, come on, let's, let's talk real here. Is there really, like, a huge, huge difference in, uh, like, I think Red Eye is. November, like, the first one to, like, now? Maybe in well, terms of, like, I they change it like, up a little bit. I think, like, after 2016, it didn't really matter because a lot of the beers were getting filtered. So none of the yeast really stayed in the bottle to ferment a little bit. Extra. So expand to the audience because we have some listeners, like, fucking Steve's looking at us like, like myself. What, yeah, I don't know what, you <laughs> what the fuck? About. Well, it's because, yeah. yeah so, so what happened was, I believe it was 2014 is when a lot of the beer started getting filtered. So if you don't filter your beer... Uh, there's always a little bit of yeast left over, and if you leave that beer at room temperature, it'll start to ferment in the bottle. So it'll start develop. It'll be like it's re-fermenting again. So okay. it'll start develop more complex flavors. So yeah, does that make sense? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so so th- these people would hold on to them for like four years, and then they'd open the bottle and try it. I mean, but can you really compare like something that you bottled? Three years ago to what you just put out now, even uh, though it was as the same far as year. stouts and sours, you, you can compare. Yeah. There's, like a, There's yeah. a lot of complexity there, but like an IPA, it's not. It's gonna taste the same. Like I would not drink. I yeah. it feels I would like not drink a two-year IPA. Yeah. Well, like a beach with amalgamator from like three years ago. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm yeah. good. I'm I, th- good. I used to have a beer that it, like was in my like my cellar slash closet hmm. <laughs> that I like totally forgot about. And then I finally ended up opening it. I had tried some and it just dumped the rest because it was not good. Now we all talk about, you know, bottle shares were fun, but when you, when you went to San Diego and you went to university and took that class, did it kind of dumb down the fun for you? Cause now you're actually like doing not, assignments not really, like that. Or did like San Diego was like a whole new, uh, like beer scene that, you know, you don't get to experience unless you're there. Mm. So like me going to cl- before class, I would go out to a bunch of breweries and like try them. Honestly, I would do like three breweries and do a flight of like eight of them. I remember being at work <laughs> and while you're on Instagram and like you're like, oh, you know, before class, I'm at this brewery having this beer. I'm like, yeah. this motherfucker, dude. I'm and over then, here. And then I get to class and then we have another so another flight of beers. And then after class, I go for one last beer before I actually go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're driving yeah. home back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, dri I'm driving back and forth. What was your commute? That was about an hour and a half. And so how long ago was this in San Diego? This was uh, my last class there was, I believe, in 2016. Okay, so kind of recently. So, yeah, so it was like from 20. So that beer scene, so that San Diego beer scene was already kind of. Yeah, it was, you know, it was honestly, it was one of the biggest scenes. Like, it was bigger than Portland, bigger than. It was the biggest scene, honestly, in America. Yeah. Until, like, everyone started catching up to them. All right. So, what do you think happened? Because now people have caught up to them. Now everyone's talking about oversaturation. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, everyone wants to open a brewery, but, you know, not every brewery that opens up is really good. Everyone just has that that dream but like they have that dream where nobody tells them that their beer is bad right so everyone automatically says oh it's good it's good but they don't ever tell them what's wrong with the beer yeah so these places open and then you know they don't really learn how to enhance their beer or like fix their problems with their beer so they just keep making the same shit beer no one i've know what i've noticed just in my own beer drinking because like there are a lot of different like you know breweries now so you go yeah. into like a crap beer kings or any any liquor store that serves crap beer you have tons of selections of shit that grab, and most of them I haven't even heard of. Right. Others, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's good or not. But the problem is, I've seen, there are a lot of shitty beers hiding behind very bright and copy-written labels. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, so that's, much. That's a, that, big, that's a very big problem that, you know, you either do it until you get caught, or you just don't do it at all. Which is crazy, dude. Because, yeah. like, there's some cans, like you were saying, dude, I would walk by... Uh, a liquor store and I see these cans I'm like how have they not gotten sued it's yeah. straight up like there's no you know yeah. you kind of fudge around with the logo or with the character but like there's some cans are like straight up like yeah that's an in-and-out cut yeah or like yeah, hey yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking Ry Ryu yeah. from Street Fighter on a can like yeah how have you not gotten sued yet it's well I mean it's mostly it depends on the, the company you're trying to parody Right. Um, I mean, if it's Disney, they're gonna come after you no matter what. Oh, they'll right. come after you for the most pettiest. Make you don't fuck around with his money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Fox, same thing. If you try to do a Simpsons uh, beer with any Simpsons character on it, they'll come after you. But I, I think the thing is, as long as you're not copying like a soda manufacturer or anything beverage related or alcohol yeah. related, you should be fine. As far as, as like if you change it enough to where. You can tell what it is, but it's not what it is. Right. It's more of like a parody. Well, I've seen some breweries do the Duff thing, where they like do like a parody of Duff or they yeah. buff or like they yeah. always try See, to. That's what I don't it. like. Like, why, why, you, why are you being gimmicky? Right. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's like make good beer and people will come yeah. drink it. See, that's the thing. Don't yeah. do yeah. a shitty Bart Simpson on your fucking can and think I'm gonna run up and grab it. Cause now the way, cause I've been disappointed so much by shitty beer hiding behind those labels yeah. is that if I see something like that, I automatically just like, nope, I'm not drinking it. Yeah. It's probably bad. See, if, if that's the case, I usually just end up going to the brewery to see how good it really is, and then right. Like I, I've I've been to so many breweries and I've drank so much that like. I usually give a brewery about three to three months and then six months to either figure it out or mm. I'm not like buying that product unless somebody like comes and recommends it to me. Yeah. See, I'm much more generous. I give them a year. I'm usually like, all right, yeah. if, if, if I try their beer and it's shitty, I go, all right, you know what? If they're still in business in a year, I'll come back and try it and we'll see how it is. I'm going to be real. I mean, that's what happened with me and Pack Plate. Like, um, I think the beer on tap, like I think I had a Glendora when, when you guys are in Glendale, when you guys are still up in there. I had a mango. Or one of the guava IPAs. I'm yeah. Like, oh, good. Yeah. And then I went and bought a can at a store. And I'm like, this tastes like shit. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't want to drink you guys anymore yeah. until you started working here. And then you became the master brewer. And now everything is a lot better. Okay. A it, lot, it, lot better. It's definitely a journey. Like, every brewery goes through a journey. And the thing is, dude, we've been open for five years. Yeah. 
Um, and we were making okay beer, but if we didn't cross like that threshold, I feel like we weren't making beer that we people were wanted. making wow beer. Yeah, exactly. We we're when just it, making okay beer, you know, just mm-hmm. enough to get by. Right. But then, like, you start to notice, like, people will stop coming less and less, and you don't see these people as often as you do. What was so your mention? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, like, one thing, like, I say to myself is, like, well, it's probably the beer. Because, I mean, the only reason people stop coming to certain places is because the beer quality just goes down. Yeah. Or they find somewhere where the beer is cheaper. Sometimes. Yeah, it's either cheaper. Nah, you're, not, you're not going to a brewery because it's cheap. You're going to a brewery because it's good beer. And so I think yeah. I'm, I'm more on, you know, his side where if the yeah. beer is bad or just okay, and there's somewhere else closer that's better, you can yeah. go get we'll better. Go there. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. If someone absolutely. wants cheap beer, they're going to go to your local dive bar and drink some Bud Light. Exactly. You know? PBR for three bucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that was my college days. <laughs> a pitcher. Yeah, P- you kidding me still I now, still dude? Did. It was a pitcher of PBR for two fifty. Yeah. You can't beat Kansas. that. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of my my favorite times when you know you can go get a PBR for like three bucks, mm. but then you have to drink it fast enough because then it starts. To oh taste yeah, really as soon bad. as it starts to get warm, like <laughs> yeah. you need a chaser. Like goddamn. Now, something <laughs> I, I'm curious about since I've we I've been working here is uh, is uh, recipe development. Now, you have some recipe. We have some core beers that we've you know you, we've we've tweaked a little bit. Um, in terms of like creating a brand new recipe, like walk us through that. Like what goes through your mind when you're sitting on your computer and you're developing like another style of beer? So the way the way I do it is I think of what it's gonna taste like in the glass before I even like attempt to like create the recipe. I write down like, all right, this is the beer style I wanna make and this is the flavors that I want to come out in this beer style. So then I start looking for grains that that give those flavors. And then I start looking at percentages, like, all right, how much percent can I get away with before it becomes too much? And then, you know, it's just a bunch of note-taking for, like, at least a month, honestly, for a new beer. Like, I like to do, like, a month's worth of research and just, like, figure out, like, what this beer style is supposed to taste like, especially if it's a a beer I never brewed before. Um, Learning the beer style, like, by itself, or even going out to other breweries and trying what that beer is supposed to taste like. And if there's something I don't like about that beer style... I would probably tone that down a lot and try to bring out something I do like about that beer style. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go from there, you start looking at what the beer percentages are. Like, you know, what's your base malt and how much specialty malt are supposed to be in this style. And then you use a bunch of tweaking and stuff like that. And then, you know, kind of end up hoping for the best that it comes out the way you thought it would come out. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of that's like done before you even like brew the damn beer. It's like just research, research, research. Yeah, because I mean, I'm telling you, see if they're fucking days where I'm just like cleaning around the brewery I look and Jerry's on his computer figuring out like alright you know what kind of you know, what moths we have you know yeah. what well I'm we telling do? you it shows like ever since you took over and became like Master Brewer the beer has gotten so much better like across the board um, so it's kind of a I mean yeah you gotta be a student of your craft right, you know? right. and it so sounds you like you are <laughs> yeah that too yeah, yeah I mean you have, like you have to go out and see what other places are doing if there's a beer a beer that you like there and you I mean, you bring that to the brewery and you try to not replicate it, but make it your own. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, one of the main things that I do. Like, honestly, I go to Monkish and Smog City a lot, and they're always, like, coming up with some beers or, like, hop combinations. They're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to see what, what these hops do together. Like, because really all it is is being a chef with a bunch of spices, and you're just throwing yeah. it in there. Right. Well, that's another thing, too, is that um, you always went to, like, I mean, I've, I've known you for few years and like we've gone to a few festivals together and like i always saw you at other breweries trying out different shit always trying out different beers and i think that's 
one of the main reasons why. Isn't you know. that the point of a beer festival, though? Yeah, but like, no, but I mean, nowadays it's more of like you know try to get drunk off whatever money yeah, you pay for it. You get but, the highest alcohol. But I mean, I, I go because like I want to see what everyone else is making, especially the places I can't go out to. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. Like if they're places from like Colorado or not from California, like. I want to take that opportunity to try their beers, especially if they bring something that's only available in the tap room. That's why I always try to go, you know, if you, if you want to do festivals, man, the, you know, anything local like Los Angeles, if you're in L.A. area or like your local like guild that does their festivals, those are always fun. But you got to try to go to those festivals that have like breweries from different states coming, those big old festivals. Yeah. Like Great American Kanapuge Beer Festival. Yeah, like or Great American yeah, Beer yeah. Festival. Like, when is the Great American Beer Festival? It's in September. No, it's no October, I think. Yeah, something like that. We should go. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's yeah. one of those things like, dude, you get to try. Like, I went, I got lucky enough to go to Firestone Invitational for a year, yeah. and, dude, there's beers from all over. Like, I mean, not only like nationally but internationally, there's beers that I don't get. You know, one normally wouldn't get to try, and it's yeah. one of the. I mean, yeah, of course you're getting fucked up, you know, as you're going through the day, but you're also trying out beers with flavors that you wouldn't normally expect. Yeah. I mean, the goal is to try not to get fucked up too. I mean, if there's a beer you don't like, you don't have to drink it. Just pour it out, dude. Really? Are you? Are I you? Are like you for rude. that? I'm. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too socially awkward. Like, number one, I got a little cup, and you're getting it to me for free. Like, I'm gonna drink it, even if it tastes like shit. But it's not for free. Well, you paid for your well, ticket. Yeah, you paid yeah. for it to go in there. But I mean, I can't be that big of a dick. Where I'm just like, no. Well, we're not saying like go out. up to the, no. you know, go up to the booth, no, drink their beer, and be like, just pour the shit. Go up to a different booth and ask them to dump it to give you their beer so you can try it. Usually that, or they they'll have dump buckets. I mean, around. I mean, yeah. I mean, the goal, at least for me, the goal when I go to beer fest is to try stuff, and if it's stuff I don't like, you know, don't drink it because that's a waste of. You could you could drink another beer, yeah. Instead of drinking that shitty beer, I mean that was even me with bottle shares. Like if it's something I don't like, I'm gonna pour it down the drain. Even well, if that's I, different. Even you if know, spend, you're not pouring it yeah. down the drain in the dude's face who just yeah, yeah. spent all this time and months <laughs> researching it. Like, yeah. nah, bro, your shit's weak. Pour it out and walk somewhere else. <laughs> like, you can't or do even that. then, maybe that'll help them. It'll give them motivation then again, to fucking make better beer. <laughs> it's not like you're going to Jiro Sushi and like you're like drinking the beer right in front of them. They just stare at you while you do it. You know, usually you yeah. get your beer and you walk away. You know, yeah. you usually leave to the next booth yeah, or you go back with a wine, so you want to get out of everything. Yeah, you want to get out of the way. Yeah. But, like, I mean, um, what was, like, for you, whenever, because we did a test recently where we spent a day, like, te- uh, trying out different beers uh, by region. Um, how did you hone your palate? <laughs> Drinking a lot. I'm learning what I'm trying to taste. Like, honestly, it's just, like, whatever flavors come out in beer, you want to try those flavors on their own. Like, if it's bready, you know, you want to go out and try some bread and be like, try to figure out what that is. And a lot of it is actually just smell. Just by smell, you can, I mean, you can taste a lot of flavors. Mm. Uh, it'll, and it'll tell you, like, your nose will tell you what your tongue is tasting. Because if, I mean, if you, you don't have a great smell, like, you can't really taste anything. Everything kind of tastes bland. It's kind of like people that don't put salt or pepper or, like, any seasoning on some of their, like, stuff. They just right. eat, like, meat by itself. It's obviously not going to taste great. <laughs> I don't know, people do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And- well, I bring it up because we got we had a moment. Uh, I uh, was having a little shindig at my house a few days ago, and Steve and I were there, and some girls were there, and I gave them eight oh five, and uh, one girl was like, "Oh, you know, this is too hoppy," and so Steve, you know, Steve being the fucking proper wingman that he is, says, "Hoppy, you're a, you make beer, like explain hoppy." So I try to go into the explanation of like, "Oh, well, you know, if it's too hoppy, blah 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 blah," and 
I think he had to tell me four times to like dumb it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like these girls are wanting, they know you do beer, and they're like, hey, hey, explain this to us. And you're going all Bill Nye fucking science guy, and it's just like, yo, no. So so when the the boil hits the alpha, this is what happens. I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. It was just like you got to get him the hooked on phonics version, just like basic. And I was I was struggling to like explain. And that's like my big thing. That's, that's my weakness is that the, I have so much The easiest one for trouble. an IPA is that the bitterness hits you on the back of the tongue. That's how you know it's too bitter. Yeah, but it's fucking blonde. Like, come on. You know? It wasn't that hot. It wasn't I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they know what the back of the tongue feels like. <laughs> <laughs> did well, that right. Yeah, they did that. Those, those did. Um, but, like, I mean, he was, like, he had to tell me four times to, like, all right, dumb it down again. <laughs> all right, bring it down lower. And I'm like, yeah. all right. You're uh, talking to them like they were like seasoned fucking... beer people. Like, they're like, what's... I didn't mean to. I was They're just like, trying oh, this to explain. 805 is super hoppy. It's just like, all right, no, bring it down. Hobby, no. bring it down. Because no. you're, you're getting past me. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, no, because like, it's, a, it's a blonde, but I don't even consider 805 hoppy, like, at mm-hmm. all. It's a, no. You just I mean, get it's, weedy, It's different sweet. for everyone's palate, too. Yeah. Right, so that's the thing. Yeah, because, so I mean, you get you get people, like, coming into the brewery, and they'll say, oh, Kolsch is hoppy. Like, that's like there's like, no yeah, but like when like you when you're drinking yeah. just like domestic Coors Light, Bud Light, like yeah. Miller Light, everything's like, hobby. Anything yeah, above that's gonna be hobby. But you, you know what? That's that's it. Thank you for mentioning mentioning Big Beer, man. They just Bud Light came out with the nutritional. You see that yeah, nutritional yeah. label? How do you feel about that? Because I, I feel like they think they're gonna end up losing this battle. Wait, well, they, they have nutritional labels. So Bud on Light, yeah. So Bud Light yeah. recently came so out they like put a whole the label thing with the ingredients on it. So, so think like, of like this can had the like the label with nutrition, and then right here they told you all four ingredients. Right. Except they forgot to mention yeast because right. yeast is actually an ingredient in beer. And they don't the bring that up at all, which is yeah. interesting to me. But I mean, it looks it, what I'm curious about because um, the whole the whole like angle they're going with is oh. We want you to drink a beer that you know exactly what's in there. Because I guess yeah. they're saying that we make too complex they also, beers. They also didn't even put a beechwood in there, which they do use. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so it's they forgot two ingredients. Yeah. So it's it's a weird. I, I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish. Oh, you know, here's a nutritional label, blah blah blah. Here's our ingredients. It's water. I think they have just water, hops, malt, and barley. Rice. That's rice. rice. I mean, barley, it, it's yeah. just a marketing tool. I mean, you got to think of like back in the day when you were younger, we had those like ice cream commercials of Briars. Where they had like the kids reading the shit off of one brand and our brand, like, oh, you can pronounce everything. It's just a marketing tool. Yeah. Like, they all do it. Remember when Miller Lite had that stupid ass thing they did where it's like, oh, the bottleneck is a vortex, so it gives it an easier Oh my pour. god. And it did the, yeah, the glass nothing. is forever or some it's shit. It's just another well, fucking cheap marketing tool to try to get people to buy their crappy beer. Well, the thing is, I feel like they're starting to like, they're slowly insulting the general public without, you know, insulting the general public. Yeah. They're like the beer for everyone. Like, what the fuck does that mean? The beer for everyone? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're telling you like you're too like you're too upper class to drink this beer. So you know, this is the beer for the peasants. That's I was like, that's basically what you're trying to say. Like that dilly dilly commercial. Like, yeah, it's hilarious commercial. But what you're trying to say is that this is the beer for the dumb American, and this is us over here trying to figure out foods palates and stuff like that yeah i mean they're they're trying to generalize us like as meat drinkers i was like we don't even drink meat dude we drink craft beer meat's like a whole different category like, yeah, i don't, I don't know, feel like yeah. i don't think they understand that no they, you got to do whatever they can to try to like yeah lose i mean they, and to, it's not like they're fucking yeah. losing any i mean they are losing some market share but i mean not as much as people would like i mean they're still dominating you know but it's just i mean they have the super bowl so what are they worried about and then yeah, they're a major sponsor yeah and even then, I mean, craft beer uh, sales shares have dropped, you know, different percentages throughout the years. I mean, we're kind of at a weird moment where even, like, as much as they're trying to give us shit, mm-hmm. um, 
these big beer uh, big beer people are like saying also saying hey let's all team up because let's face it liquor is coming after us so it's, it's kind of <laughs> a weird state of affairs you guys, are, you guys own liquor also like you guys are coming after so us. they're doing this weird thing where they're like trying to go against craft beer but at the same time well let's team up guys because you know liquor's sales are going up well the funny thing is that they go out and buy like 10 barrel and ballast point and all these like craft breweries yeah and, and then, then the, shit all over yeah them. and then the shit all over them and then they make shitty beer at the breweries like mm-hmm. they just like their brewery was actually really good, and then all of a sudden, like the quality just goes straight to the shit. To I the used to mold. love Sculpin, dude. Yeah, I used Sculp- to love Sculpin was Sculpin. great, man. Back in 2012, like Sculpin was one of the best beers I had in San Diego. But it happens every like Golden Road, same yeah, thing. Too, quality they- just fell off a fucking cliff. Um, I don't know. I don't think I ever had Goose before they bought them. But like, I don't actually, know. no. Uh, was it the it was a 312 uh-huh. 312 IP or whatever it was. Yeah, that was really that was one of my beers I would go to. Like I'd find it at my local liquor store. Yeah, like, I love Goose That's Island one of the IPA. ones that you know you can grab like yeah. anywhere, pretty much anywhere. Like, yeah, no, I've had some like Goose, but it just I don't know, it doesn't do it for me. But right. like I said, I didn't start drinking Goose IPA until yeah. after they were bought by AB and Bev. Yeah. Well, what's funny to me now is like when I go to a bar. I remember when I first started drinking beer, I'd be excited that they have Lagunitas or Racer Five. And now I'm like, if I go to a bar and that's all they have, I'm like, ah, yeah, all right, give me, just, just give me. I was like, give me, give me the buck. Just, just give me the buck. <laughs> give me the buck. I don't even want to. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> give, it to me, give it to me straight. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how I feel about, like, hazy IPAs. Uh, so, you know, I was going to bring that up because you, I'm curious about your opinion. Like, you don't care much for them, right? No, I do like them, but I don't, I don't want to name the brewery because they are a really good brewery and I really like them and I would like to talk to them. But I went into their, <laughs> I went into their brewery and it was like nothing but fucking hazies on the menu. And I'm like, can I just get a goddamn clear fucking West hobby? Coast yeah, IPA, IPA, you fucks. You have like West Coast. five different fucking hazies and I don't want any of that shit. And so, yeah, but I won't name them because they are really good. And I I mean, want, want the, hazies, the hazies were pretty delicious, but it was I still figure, just like, I, I want somebody else. Out. I figured it out already. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. But, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, I feel the same way where, um, you know, there's a very popular brewery in downtown L.A. that I enjoy to death. But I go to their brewery and they have, like, five hazy IPAs on tap. And that's fun. You know, I love having my hazy IPA here and there. But, goddamn, dude, sometimes I want a fucking just clear West Coast bitter AF IPA. Just, just a fucking variety. Yeah. You know? like, well, like, like us, like, we honestly didn't start doing hazes until, like, the like – the, Hazy train was like coming to an end. Yeah, but is it still coming? Is it coming to an end though? I think it is. You I think, think so? I, oh the, yeah. Get the yeah, fuck out. It's of just it. oversaturated with a bunch of like you know, opaque beers and like they all kind of like they all end up tasting the, the same. The same, yes. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean that's the problem. Like they all taste the same. Like you can have the same effect and use a bunch of different hops. The thing is like it's oversaturation of hops. Like you're not utilizing your hops to their full potential. You're just using them. You're for, just dumping up. Yeah, like, you're just using them to make it that color or that opaque like yeah like i can have the same i can get the same beer without using that much hops like it's just how to utilize your hops and i feel like like that train of like using all those hops and like you can use those hops for way better things than just you know i think they were just trying to pull in some casual well yeah no well the the thing was like it got so big that you know all the people who were there in the beginning, they're not there anymore because they moved on. They're yeah. like, oh, this is just a cash grab. They don't want to wait in line anymore. Yeah, all, yeah, it's just a cash grab. Like, they're just putting out all these beers because they know they're going to sell out every day. I mean, that's yeah. great on the business side, but, you know, you want to make it a really good beer that you have consistently. You can't just make, like, 30 hazy IPAs in, like, yeah. three months. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure they made a lot of money, so they had no reason yeah. to stop doing it. I mean, 
Um, I was hanging out with this girl at, at one point, and she um, used to hate beer. But then she started getting the craft beer because fucking all the, the hazy drinks. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, the, and, their great beer style is just like, it's just when you have too much, like you can only do so many yeah, hazies. That's like, the thing. Yo, like, I don't want to see less. Yeah, less I don't want to see more. a menu full of hazies. Let me see a Kolsch on there. Let me see your Imperial Stout. Let's something. Like, let yeah. me try a little bit. Because, I mean, less is more. Like, I mean, the less of a same style that you do, you know, it gives people more variety because they, I mean, the goal is to get everyone to try all the different styles of beer. Yeah. Because if people are only coming in for IPAs, they're only going to go to places that have IPAs. And if mm. they've never had something else, they'd never know if they actually like a different style. Right. Yeah. So, like, what happens if you go to a brewery and they don't have any IPAs? Like, you look like, what am you I doing here? I came leave. all the way here for nothing. Yeah. Like, the goal is to try to, like, get the customer to, like, try a different beer every time they're at your place. So it'd be like, oh, have you had this? Have you had this? Have you had that? And they're like, oh, I'll drink Hazy's. Well, if you drink Hazy's, this one's kind of similar to Hazy, but, I mean, it has that same effect. It's just not, you know, opaque. Yeah. Right. And well, those are we had the uh, the brute IPA trend for like five seconds. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good style. It's just a, I mean you have to make it right. Yeah, like brute IPA. So like, explain to the people what what a brute IPA is. It's basically a super bone dry IPA. So if you had a like a dry saison where it's like you know your tongue feels like chalk after you want to take <laughs> another drink, that's pretty much what a brute IPA is. But it has that bitterness and that aroma. It's kind of like drinking champagne, but like a hoppy champagne. Yeah, that's how that's always like how when people yeah. ask me what I a mean, brew IPA is. It's a champagne. I mean, it's a good basically. style. I mean, it's not supposed to be opaque or anything either. It's like really clear. As f- well, no, it's not supposed to be clear either. It's like it doesn't really have like parameters that you should be in. It just has like it has to be bone dry, and that's that's the pretty pretty much the only thing a brew mm-hmm. IPA should be, bone dry and very aromatic. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you something. So you're a brewer, you, you're a student of the game, all this and that. Um, What's your one beer that you want to brew the most? Or that you like brewing the most? Or something you haven't done that you want to do? I really want to do a dark lager. Oh, shit, that's, yeah. That's, what, is, what is it about a dark lager? I'm curious about that. It's Well, it's kind of like drinking a, a light, you know, roasty beer. But except it comes out like a lager. So think if, like, you had, like, a light beer like Kolsch. But it has that, like, slight chocolatey and slight it. roastiness. But it's not too much. And, like, it just, like, it's pretty much like drinking, like, a chocolatey beer mm. but like not having that full punch of chocolate it's like very subtle yeah mm. but yeah honestly i would just want to brew a dark lager so i'm thinking like it's like Oktoberfest type of deal like it's more like a czech czech dark lager mm-hmm. like a schwartz beer right yeah because I, I had a schwartz beer at a 10 mile brewing down in long beach well can you can you just like brew one at backplate yeah, yeah, no, no, I could. Yeah. We're working the on it. The thing is, like, there's yeah. a lot of other brews in the schedule, so, like, oh, you gotta, I usually yeah. wait for, like, an opening in the brew schedule, and then okay. I'll throw one in there. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, there's other beers that we have to put into production first. Before. Of course, yeah. But usually around, like, March is, or the summertime is when, like, our production is pretty much up and running again, and, you mm-hmm. know, we have that extra tank space or that extra time to do something yeah. experimental. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what we're drinking right now is the uh, the mango IPA, which is one of the first beers that I drank from you guys that I enjoyed. Um, how has it changed since you started? Uh, so I I added a little bit more body to it because I felt like it was a little bit of light body. So mm-hmm. the newer version, which the it was supposed to be the mango, but it was guava. So it's the same base beer, but we just use a different fruit. Um, that one actually came out a little bit more like high carb and a little bit more body towards it mm. so honestly i thought that this batch came out really good and like i think i figured out that how to you know get that head retention and that carbonation right and the body 
because the I mean the beer before was actually like pretty light body and it kind of tasted like mango water. Yes. So yes. So yeah. So I wanted I wanted <laughs> to add a, I wanted to add a bit more body and give it like give it some more dimension. Yeah, because I, I had one tonight. I don't know if you just finished that. Um, what's on tap in the room at Pack Play right now, but. Yeah, that thing was fucking delicious. Kind of oh, yeah. Like head and shoulders different above than what they oh, were yeah. doing that was, before. That batch was like that was one of the ones that I like. That batch, I was like, I wanted to make this, that beer stand out to what the last can tasted like. Yeah. Because that last it can so was good. that last can was good, but like I barely started tweaking it, so I was like, I'm gonna tweak it a lot more than I tweaked the last time, just to get that. You know, maybe that's the, the threshold. Then mm-hmm. if it's too much, maybe I can just go down a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not pretty, and that's what I like about it. Because, like, with the whole hazy thing we were talking about, like, when everyone was trying to get that, what, opaque, orange, whatever fucking color they were doing with it, like, I don't know. What I liked about the the mango, I mean, it looks, I'm taking this the wrong way, it looks, it look, just looks like a shitty beer. Yeah. Like, just in the color, there's nothing, but it's it's there's more about. stands out about Yeah, there's it. nothing, I mean, there's a lot that stands out yeah. in the taste, but the look. And I think, like, most people who just come in and just see it in the glass, yeah. they probably wouldn't drink it, um, which is you know, kind of depressing. Um, Shame. Yeah, because it's not about, like, this. I'm not about looks. I'm not about, like, flashiness. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't give a fuck who you put on the can. If you're your shit, I'm not going to drink it. Right. You know? But when it but, comes out of the can. <laughs> yeah. When you open that can, you smell that guava, you're like, wow. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, like, we live in the age where, like, everyone takes pictures of, like, you want your beer to look great when it looks in the glass. Yeah. yeah. Like, even hazies, they look great when they're in the glass. Yeah, but they don't taste good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they taste good, but they're just not, you know, they're, Depends. Not, they're, yeah. they're not what you're looking for. But, yeah. I mean, like, a lot of beers, like, when they're super clear, man, you can see those carbonation bubbles rising. I always think that looks Oh, amazing. no, yeah, that looks nice. great. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially the lacing on a Yeah, that's on, one of my glass. favorite things is when you see the carbonation bubbles and then you see, like, the, the head retention just stick onto the glass as you're drinking it. So you can see how many times you actually took a sip. Yep, and you see that. And you see the, those pretty lacing on the Yeah, that's one of the most, like, beautiful things of beer. And, like, when you take a picture of that and you post it, and you just look so cool, like, on a fucking photo. And you get all the likes. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about um, the, that the, beer, the beer social media magnet? The fucking, the, um, the uh, what do you call it? The influencer, the social media beer influencer. There's a lot of those now. Is there? Well, I don't follow them. Yeah, I guess there is. There's a a shitload of them now. Whereas a lot of their profiles, like them uh, posting, you know, glasses of beer. Or it's like the beer. But not involved with the beer I do it, but like I do it for like my own reference. Right. Well, you're also a brewer. It's a little different. Yeah. If you're yeah. like not involved in the beer industry at all, I also just I also pictures. do it just to like to show people like, yo, this beer. If I post it, this beer must be good. Right. So I'd be like, yo, you guys need to look out for this beer. Like, go mm-hmm. look for this beer. This is really good beer. But if I, I mean, if I drink a shitty beer, I'm not gonna post it. <laughs> Whereas like everyone posts every beer they ever drink. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like oversaturation of it too. Fucking, in, I fucking hate influencers. We're gonna get a little off topic. No, let's do it. I'm curious. Are, no, this is jobs I work on. I work in a lot of sales and shit like that. So I get calls all the goddamn time. People are like, oh, I'm an influencer. Like, send me free shit. And what does that even know. mean? Like, it means they have a large social media presence, but none of them do. They just call themselves, oh, I'm a, I'm an influencer. Like, I, I do all this, this and that. It'd be great if you like send me some free shit and then I can promote about it. it. And then I go look at their page. I'm like, bitch, you got a hundred followers. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> send send and so, like, a pack of gummy bears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get Review shit. This. Let's see how good you are. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, si- I'm sick and tired of fucking influencers. Like, they, yeah. they're the goddamn worst. You said like, there's all these beer influencers. I'm like. Are they beer influencers? I don't, I don't think, or are they, I don't think anybody actually beer? sends them beer. I think they. I don't know. You'd be surprised. Well, well no. they don't they, send they, them they, beer. But the they, thing is, like, they they probably know the brewers and they have like the inside information. Or the brewers would like just be like, "Yo, man, I got you some of this. Try this." Mm-hmm. 
and then maybe they like they'll put the word out. But I don't think a lot of brewers actually do that. No. No, I wasn't saying just brewers, influencers. I yeah. just meant influencers in general. Well, I know the influencers. Yeah. Are, but I think in the beer community, like as far as the influencers, just it's a small like little. Yeah, they don't really. Yeah. Have, I mean, there's just so many like people that drink beer. They're not really influencing anything. Everyone pretty much follows the same people and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're more like just groups of people, rather than influencers that all drink together and they like people end up following these people or they see them at a brewery and they recognize them. So friends. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like when, when I took you to, we went to the uh, LA Beer and Food Festival. Mm-hmm. And like you saw that everyone pretty much fucking knew yeah, each other. Yeah, everybody knew each other. Yeah, small yeah. little community. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a community pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's not like, you know, other influencers where, you know, there's beefs everywhere and stuff like that. Everyone yeah. hates each other. We, 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 have, we have some uh, some rivalries in craft beer yeah, too. Yeah, there's you know? rivalries, you but feel it's, a bit. More, it's more of like, you know, people taking advantage of the craft beer scene. It's not really because you, you hate certain people. It's, yeah. It's just because like, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so trying to up the value on this or they're trying to make a better trade or they're trying to like get over on somebody on a beer trade right or like they're asking for way too much for a beer like i mean yeah. that's, what, that's yeah. one of the main problems in like beer trading is that you know it's not on beer trade beer, like don't care that much. they don't they don't value the beer for what it is like they just say oh you know a thousand people waited in line and i'm the one that got it so yeah now, like, you have to give me a whole four pack for one can it doesn't make sense. Like, if it's an IPA and an IPA, it should be a one-for-one. One. It shouldn't yeah. go as far as four-for-one for a can. That, I like, mean, and I will say, like, I love craft beer, but, like, yo, you have me paying 30, 40 bucks for a four-pack. Like, suck my yeah, dick. I'm going to drink something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, especially if it's an IPA. I mean, IPAs are fucking dime a dozen now. Everyone makes a fucking yeah. IPA. It's not like it's a barrel-aged stout where, you know, you waited a year and then you waited in line for, like, another six hours. Yeah. So that's totally different. Stouts trade different than, you know, IPAs. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what the that's what's wrong with the trading game, I guess. Yeah, because that's, that's what fucked me up. Like, a couple times I've gone to the liquor store, and I, I usually don't look at the price because I know it's like, oh, I'm probably... 13 15 dollars yeah i'll grab a pack i'll throw it up there and it's just like oh yeah like 35 i'm like excuse me like no yeah. no you know what let's take this <laughs> shit back. and that's probably the same person that you know waited in line and, and just trying to flip his cans for the profit yeah it's mm-hmm. like get the fuck out of here yeah. so when is t- for you when it when is it too much for a four pack of a hazy ipa when is it too much 20, 24? 24 yeah it's 24 is like the threshold I that, mean, that's for, the new thing for now. a triple ipa i think 27 is pushing it yeah if i'm doing a triple yeah. then triple okay. that makes sense but, but i'm if doing it's a like regular a, ass ipa for 25 dollars yeah, it's like yo it should be 20 yeah. bucks anything above that you're like what the fuck dude especially if it's like a brewery with a big system like mm-hmm. and they're churning and then, out <laughs> beers like crazy it's yeah. like why are you overpricing these beers like yeah you're trying to make a profit but like you're just making it worse for like someone who wants to try your stuff, yeah. and like these guys trading it for like one can for four, and for like some can on the East Coast. And yeah, because there's a liquor yeah. store I go to, and I don't know. I think it's Chat. Maybe it's Chapman. I don't know. I don't know anybody there. Uh, but yeah, they got like this, <laughs> they have a four pack there. It's like forty five dollars. Really? Yeah, and it's been there. No one's ever touched it. I'm like it's, I, it's yeah. Good. yeah, it's gotta be something. Yeah, it's gotta be something like. Crazy or rare or something, or not I, rare, I, but I like don't, a, it might be from the East Coast. That's probably yeah, only, yeah. I don't think it was or from collaboration the, or something. Maybe I don't know, but I'm like you're out of your fucking mind. But yeah, for okay. an IPA, like yeah, and it's, that's the thing too is like all those hops that they're putting in there. It's like yeah, I'm pretty sure you're adding that onto the price because like you can lose less hops and sell faster beer faster. That's the defense. It's like oh you know yeah, we're, it's it's a little more expensive, but we throw all those hops. It's expensive for us yeah, too. They do it's like, like five, five pounds per barrel or some shit. It's like, like Jesus Christ. Much, at least a pound, and I get the same effect or the same flavor. At least, mm-hmm. man, it's 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 a weird time, definitely to be. Yeah, especially beer. right now in 2019. Like, I mean, beer's gonna it's gonna slow down. 
Oh, it's already slowing down. I mean, yeah. We're already starting to see it. I mean, I think it's yeah. kind of a good thing, though. For yeah, me, yeah I, I feel yeah. like it's gonna. There's a shakedown coming where a lot of shitty brewers are gonna yeah, go. Yeah, like under we hit the valley. Yeah, exactly. We hit the valley a few years ago. Now we know we're gonna. I mean, we hit the peak a few years ago. Now we're going down the valley. But yeah. we're just gonna. It's gonna come back up again. Like people I, still. No yeah, matter what, I think the better ones. Hopefully, I think the better ones will still be there. But yeah. all these other. Yeah. The thing is, craft beer is established now. It's not like a new thing like it was back in like was it 2019 or when you know it was barely starting to pick up and you know breweries were opening up again. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Sierra Nevada is always going to stay in business and stuff like that. Well, yeah, Stone, of course. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, we're going to go through a trend where it's like a lot of the breweries like are going to start going down. I mean, craft beer is not going to sell as fast anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you just got to make great beer, and that's how you stay in it. Right. That, that's the major thing. Like, as long as you make yeah. good, what the hell is that noise? As long as like you make really good beer, people are gonna come back. If you make shit yeah. beer, the, those breweries that were coasting, you're just yeah, not. I mean, gonna it's coast also anymore. it's also creating a community inside your brewery too. I mean, right. If you have your your regulars, like they're gonna keep them busy because they're the ones that are always coming in. Yeah. And I mean, all you have to do is try to get some new people to come in too, like and make those people regulars. I mean, each brewery has their own little community that, that you know that the bartenders know by name already. So I mean. Yeah, I think most of them do well, like yeah. with the trivia nights and other things like that to get like kind of new people in there. I mean, yeah. you know, I think the good ones should be okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, we'll see. We've seen them like five years. See who's around. I want to bring yeah. one thing up because yeah. I love getting Steve fired up. Kids and breweries. How do you feel about that? I hate it, dude. Honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking thank you. It's I, it's a goddamn I, worst. Yeah, like what's the, what's the name? That's like when they bring. When they have a one kid is fine, but when they have like two kids and then a kid in a stroller, and I'm like, why are you at a brewery? Like, yeah, I get it. Like, you like beer, but like tough shit. Like you, like yeah. I, I think if after six p.m. like there should be no kids in the brewery. Absolutely, these not. kids should like be at home. Like this automatically turns into a bar at six p.m. Right, because it's, it's a, there drinking it's a bar a, all day. Like yeah. you don't have anything else. Like a pack yeah. plate, you don't got nothing else there besides beer. Yeah. Maybe you got the vegan place out front every what Friday night. Yeah, I mean we have games and all, but like yeah, but yeah, like not arcade yeah, doesn't mean that's why yeah. I've heard the excuse like oh they got board games and shit there doesn't fucking matter like yeah. it does, it's not a place for a child. Are you gonna take your kid to the local bar around the corner and hang out because yeah, exactly. they got a fucking game of checkers or there? They, or they have a jukebox? Yeah, like no, <laughs> yeah. it's not a it's a place for adults. There, we should be allowed to have a place yeah. for adults where there's not children around. Yeah. A place that serves alcohol is one of those places. Yeah, like take I'm all for being family home. friendly and all that, but when it's like especially like especially on a weekend when you bring your kids in on a weekend you know that the, the yeah. tap room is going to be packed like but why I'm, are you bringing them in but I'm saying because you're self, they're selfish yeah. they're selfish fucking parents like I'm sorry that like, and then you can't play the music you want to play because it has to be kid friendly I'm going to play the music I want to play and I'm going to have the conversations I want to have with adults yeah. just because your little kid sitting there and he hears me say some things he shouldn't hear yeah. that's not my fault yeah like, he, he now shouldn't that's be your here fault. he shouldn't be here this, you is, know? this is a functioning bar yeah. basically everyone's yeah. getting Buzz, everyone's you know? drinking like that's like you know it's fine when you do it at home you know because that's your house but like when you take them to a public place and everyone's drinking yeah but i mean it was when you have kids especially like i've been to places where there's some young kids like sub five just running around and like oh, we that went to too. a brewery what's a brewery no, that too when the, when the parents just let them run around it's like you know this is a working brewery there's things in the back that you know are dangerous and yeah. they pull a lever like i lose all that beer like you're gonna get a paint you're gonna get a, it, it, a little just, uh, your, your tabs like yeah, you're real high real like, quick i'm sorry that you like craft beer and you still want to be here. Yeah. Get a babysitter. Like that I'm sorry. Or, this that is, or come in, get your growler filled, and, and leave. Yeah. This is not a place that kids want to be. 
Yeah. Do you, I know I wouldn't want to be there as a kid. What am I going to do here? Like, nothing. Yeah, you know, exactly. Take them to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Take them to wherever the fuck the kids go. Your local pizza place. They got beer there. Sit down. Do that. I'm sorry. That's your life now. Like, you're a parent. That's yeah, your life. You, I mean, you chose that. Yeah. The yeah. same reason you don't take a fucking infant to the goddamn movie theaters. Yeah. Like, I'm or sorry. That's shouldn't. just, that's well, that's just like, something that's you like, don't that's do like now. like taking kids to a hookah bar. You haven't fucking taken them to a hookah bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, they serve mozzarella sticks. So, yeah. like, adults like cheese, too. Like, get them out of here. Yeah, no, it, it's... Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I just don't... I don't... I don't mind kids, but I don't like them being there after six. Yeah, because because right. then that's when like people are like beginning Coming their night. And... They're starting to drink. Mm-hmm. People are gonna get loud. People are gonna talk about stuff that yeah, the you know, kids they, don't need to hear. Kids don't need to hear it. But you're mm-hmm. in an adult yeah. space, and so those things should be okay. But... I kind of have the same problem with dogs, but that's like. It's not dog big, to me. Yeah. It's not that big. The thing is, if like, a dog is trained, it's not barking at people. Yeah, yeah. It's not shit cer- inside the place. Dogs, yeah, that too. I'm yeah, okay but like if it. they're you know the they don't know how to be around people. Like, yeah, then no. Or or there. if there's a fucking beer line, your dog's in the fucking line. He's just like in the heat. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you bringing your dog? Yeah, He's why? Well, my thing is like I, I've been to some breweries like that. There's a dog there and it starts barking. Oh, I'm sorry, he's not friendly. Then why the fuck did you bring him yeah. here? Yeah. He's just like yapping little. Fuck that I now we all have to deal with. Like, at this point, I'd rather have the kid here. Yeah, at this yeah. point, like, well, okay, so there, this is this is great. Like, the, the first time I really heard Steve, like, really, like, lose a fucking blow gasket over a kid was we were at uh, we were at a certain brewery and we were filming a pilot that him and I did. Yeah. And and, and at this particular brewery, they had skee ball. And he, we were filming just like the coast we're, Ryan we're, we're and I. shooting b-roll we were yeah shooting b-roll of us them. just just playing fucking skee-ball no them, problem them playing skee-ball and then like this parent these families come in with like what five kids five little kids running around like playing and screaming and shit so it's like fuck like we're not getting any audio out of this like whatever we just need b-roll so i'm trying to film and they're playing skee-ball and i'm behind the camera filming them and i just hear this fucking skee-ball smack the wall like right behind my head um, and I was just like, no, we're done. He literally I'm not, just like, I'm not, I'm not turning around. I'm like, nope, turn the camera <laughs> off. Like, we're fucking done. Like, I can't deal with this shit. <laughs> he dropped the camera, turned it off. He's like, I just see him just kind of like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And, I'll, I and I started laughing. I'm like, fuck. I can't yell at the kid. And their parents aren't around. I would have yelled at the kid. So I was just like, we're Give him a fucking elbow drop. Yeah. Yeah. Put him in a sharpshooter. Oh, God. Yeah. Take care of your shitty kids. Yeah, yeah there was another brewery we went to where the fucking kids kept running into, into the, the parking, parking lot. lot, dude. The kid like, just ran away and multiple then multiple times, and yeah. the parents are just sitting there like they don't give a fuck in the patio. I'm pretty sure the parents were foreign though. They're they're. It doesn't too. fucking matter. I don't care where you're from. You know how to take care of a child. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, there are certain kids that come in the brewery late at night that I know they're cool, so like I don't really trip on it. But when I see yeah. like other like new people bringing their kids and they don't know how to like control them, it's like, mm. it's like get it out. You guys, you guys done drinking or you tap you want to close your tab you know yeah slowly <laughs> kind of push them out like you guys want a growler to go <laughs> something i mean yeah. it's like hey <laughs> your kid sucks and you're a shitty parent get the yeah. fuck out of the brewery <laughs> your kid be playing sports or something <laughs> yo that's what happened like the first time i noticed it is like when we, we were at uh we were coming back from san diego we went to the uh stone escondido the, yeah. the bistro and uh, we ate, and we went down into the little courtyard, and we were drinking there. And there was it's kids. It's a beautiful place. Too. It's beautiful, oh, yeah. but there were kids running around like in their little league uniforms. Did they, like, did they try to grab the turtles in the, in the river? No, there are turtles in there. Yeah, they, there's turtles. They, they, they were kicking glasses in like the river. 
But they were like, Whoa. they were in oh. their little league uniforms. Like they just finished a game of little league. Let's all go to Stone Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's get fucked up. Like you took your kids to Stone after little league. Like go to the goddamn pizza shop. Like every yeah. other normal person. Exactly. You know, no kid wants to sit there and eat fucking quail knots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? No arcade at Stone for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. Not time crisis too. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Man. Would, you, would you like to duck Al Pastor? It's like, no. <laughs> he wants fucking chicken fingers and yeah. pizza. And fries. And hurt and stat. Yeah. Fucking juice box. <laughs> I'm sorry we don't have hazies here. No. <laughs> now, you mentioned sports earlier. I want to talk, before we let you go, man, I want, I want to talk about the goddamn, the sport of kings. Coming up is the Royal Rumble. Oh, man, one of my favorite pay-per-views. Dude, it's, I think it's oh, one of the man. best. Besides WrestleMania, I think... Royal Rumble's like fucking right up there. You always get the surprise entrance. Yeah, I think probably it's probably actually for me it's probably Rumble than Mania. The way Mania's been going. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, feel, I feel more excited for the Rumble because you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know who's gonna come out. True. You always get surprised. Whereas Mania is like you kind of sometimes just get disappointed at the end. I feel like I'm gonna make him. I want. I want to see if I feel like, like you're like, gonna bring up Ronda Rousey. And you want yes, because I'm gonna. I want. Let's I talk, love it. I love Ronda. pissing let's him off. Ronda. I don't like Ronda. I love Ronda like, Rousey. As a person. Granted. As a person. Granted, his his he actually has a valid point. I have a very valid. He point. has a very valid point. She's a bad. Go ahead. Loser. Oh, no, I don't know. We want to hear it. Bad loser. Okay, so no. Okay, that, for the record, he's not sexist. He just is only to, against Ronda Rousey. I used to love Ronda Rousey. I used to love Ronda Rousey when she was like beating everybody. She was undefeated and she was like confident and she was talking shit. Like I love that. And then she had that whole campaign of don't be a do nothing bitch. And she was like, all these little girls are looking up to her. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like she's great. I love her. And then she got beat. You know, everyone loses. Handedly, everyone has her yeah. day. Handedly. She got knocked the fuck out. And what does she do? She runs away and becomes a do-nothing bitch and goes and hides she for a year. She did exactly who she said she don't be. You did that. You ran away and hid for a year and you wouldn't fucking talk to anybody. Then you show back up for another fight for the UFC and then they just give you another title shot, which I thought was bullshit. But they give you a title shot. But then now, since you're in the game again... They allow you not to do any kind of like pre-fight interviews, any of those things that every single other fighter does. You don't have to do that now. They're fucking babying you. Yeah. All right, whatever. Fuck you, like princess. Like, let's see what you got. She comes back, gets her ass whooped again, and then fucking disappears again. Becomes another do-nothing bitch. Leaves. True. You know, we don't hear from her. No interviews, no nothing, just disappears. And then, all of a sudden, she shows up on the WWE in fucking Rowdy Rowdy Piper's colors. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you, no, no, she doesn't deserve it. Like, you, you can't, you can't be that confident of a person, talk that much shit as a person, tell, tell everybody don't be a do-nothing bitch, get beat twice, run away and cry and hide, act like a little fucking baby, and then show back up like you're Roddy Roddy Piper, like you're this big fucking badass chick. No, fuck you. Fuck you. That's why I don't like Ronda. Well, to her credit, she did ask Roddy Piper if she could I don't give a do fuck it. if he asked her. No, it doesn't before, matter. Before he died. She didn't walk to her, his grave and ask. It doesn't matter. You had the audacity to put on his colors and get his moniker. His jacket, too. Yeah. So from what I'm taking from this is that Ronda Rousey's a heel. She, she, she should be You can be say a she's a heel. She's in, just in, some, in his, in his no, eyes. No, in my eyes, she's a do-nothing bitch who's riding off the fucking her celebrity to go into the WWE. So she's oh, a yeah. heel. Oh, yeah. The same dude. way I hated Roman Reigns because he was the guy that everyone wanted to push. He was my heel. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, okay. Well, not anymore. I like Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, well, he has leukemia. You can't hate him now. Come on. Don't don't be that much of a heel. I, yeah. We all know you love getting heel. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the mark. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not that <laughs> smart mark. But uh, who, who do you have? For the Rumble, who do you, is there like a surprise entrant you maybe think? Personally, look, I know it's not gonna happen, 
Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. <laughs> Do you know who Kenny Omega is? Absolutely not. That dude is like, well, technically he's he's the, the best he's, wrestler in the world, honestly. On a, yeah, I would say he. So he wrestled for New Japan. Um, so right now there's this whole league that just uh, is getting started called uh, All Elite Wrestling, started by Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' kid, okay, and the Young Bucks, that tag team. Yeah, like they're probably the biggest tag team. On I, the planet right now. I guess they are. I, I think I'm kind of over the Young Bucks, like. Well, they haven't done anything crazy new. Well, the thing is, like, their matches are pretty much all the same now. You know, super you kicks, super kicks, your high spots. Like, yeah, I like the I liked it the beginning of the year when they were doing their storytelling. Sure, that's fair. But like the last few months, like they kind of just feel like you know cashing it in. Like everyone knows their matches are gonna be okay, and it's like they they weren't really as story driven or entertaining as you know other tag teams. Right, but now they're doing this whole other league of. Uh, Ollie Wrestling. They have someone, someone who owns a, a football team. It's, uh, Tony Khan. He's the owner of the Jaguars. Oh yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. So they have some yeah. real money behind them, and they have an opportunity to maybe like create an actual. Honestly, I think they're going to succeed. You think so? Yeah, it's going to. Wait. Be... So it, I, I don't know any of this. So it's a Japanese professional wrestling. No, no, it's no, a, no. It's American now. It's based in Jacksonville. Yeah. Based so, but, the, but these guys all wrestle yeah. for Japan. They, all like, they get, for Japan. I would say okay. they got famous, kind of. Off. Yeah. Besides, they, like the. I mean, they, they toured a lot in Japan. Like, their their main promotion was in Japan, but, the, you know, they traveled the rest of the United States, too, and everyone knows that. They had a cult following. Yeah. They started they're, their own YouTube show. They sell their fucking T-shirts, like, sell yeah. a Hot Topic, like, fucking hotcakes, dude. Every time yeah. they come out with a new T-shirt, that shit sells out. Oh, like, yeah. All the Hot Topics. All yeah. the kids They love really them. know how to promote themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're pretty much over with, the, with their crowd base. They know who they're catering, their audience, too, and all yeah. that. So that's why, like, right now is a, a fantastic time to be a pro wrestling fan because holy shit dude there's so many wrestlers out there and is, there's all like, these like different leagues in the long run it's looking pretty bleak for like you know people well, like, that want to kind of be who they are everyone's either going to sign to one of these main four promotions i think joey ryan's fucked I don't know if anyone's gonna take take his whole yeah. dick guy spot seriously joey well, he, ryan's he can, like you he heard about that guy jobber. no he's joey ryan no, no. He's well, always gonna have his promotion too at bar wrestling. So, so. Joey Ryan, he's that guy that um, he's sponsored by some porn company. Uh, Uporn. Right? Uporn. Okay. He's a guy that does that's the he does a thing where um, like a wrestler will grab his dick and he'll like, I, it's hard to explain. Like, I think I know who you're talking about. He's a guy. He does the he does, he does the so dick So he has flip. his magnetism to his cock, and then the, the opponent <laughs> grabs his cock, and he like hooks up. And like his arm starts to uh, oh convulse God. or cramp. The guy, yeah, until the guy's he, like, ah. Until he flips him with his dick. It's it's guys, really fucking dumb. Guys. It's the it's the dumbest thing, but it it gets over. People with the love crowd. it. People I don't know it. why. Yeah, I know. It's no, wrestling. I, it's wrestling. I wish you guys can see Steve's face right now. He's like, <laughs> I haven't seen him eye roll this hard in a long time. His move is people are attracted to his dick. Yeah, well, he has, his dick has his magnetism. His he has an iron. What's he has an iron cock. Yeah. So when people, you know, that whole thing so, of wrestling, so when you hit you a guy in the dick and he goes, oh. If you try yeah. to low blow him, you end up hurting your hand. Yeah. The guy ends up, oh, my arm is broken because I hit his cock because it's, yeah. it's so hard. You have to suspend your reality. Can you guys, can you, can you guys like hear yourselves? Yeah. Yes. Talk about yeah, this. That's why I'm laughing that's, as hard as I am so right funny, now. That's why it's so funny. Oh I'm, my god. It's, it's ridiculous. I love dude. to suspend my disbelief. Yes. Multiple levels. Come on, we all know it's we all know what's going on already. I suspend my disbelief on a lot of things. I like comic books. I like movies. Yeah. I like those things, 
But when you get to like two grown men and you know fucking tidy whities like wrestling in a room, think of it this way: it's the most obscure comic that probably only a few people like. Yes, they a, like a, an obscure it. comic. Yeah, like fucking Gallagher. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's super, like, yeah, there's a fucking small audience that love, dude, they had, during the fucking, uh, that same, that new promotion, All Elite Wrestling, they yeah. had their, they had a pay-per-view called All In, and there was, like, a, I swear, like, a 10, 15-minute segment where they had, like, penis druids, they out. had people come out in dick costumes, costumes. and, oh, dude, it was it, fucking it's a, ridiculous. It's like a six-month-long storyline where this they guy, kill Joey him. Ryan, got killed by who knows who, and, yeah. Throughout the, the six months, you're trying to figure out who it was. And then little by little, towards the end of the year, they figure out who it was. And then it, with that, the dick he, army. He, he, they resurrect him, he basically. He gets resurrected. It's, yeah. You have, to, like you have a, to watch it. I, like, I don't. He's like the Undertaker. He's like the Undertaker <laughs> with don't. dicks. Yeah. He just he's comes like, back yeah, to life. He's like the dick Undertaker. Yeah. You guys aren't selling me on this. <laughs> How are we not? It's a guy that flips people with his dick. That's amazing. In, like, the worst way possible, probably. I don't know. I find it funny. But also, I can understand why people that are on the outside, like, wow, that's, is this what wrestling is now? Yeah. Well, it's not what it is. It's just what he does. Yeah, but see, Jim Cornette, the famous. Yeah, but he's a purist. Wrestling manager from the 80s would be like, God damn, that's not real wrestling. Yeah, he's, a, he's a purist, though. I mean, I, I mean, everyone has their own subgenre. What did you, you grew up watching wrestling. What, what were your, Steve Austin, Yeah, Foley. Steve Austin, Rock, McFoley, Goldust, like. Those guys. What's his point? The dude Jim Cornette was saying, like on a recent podcast, yeah, was saying, I mean, like, I mean, dude, think, when Stone Cold kicked a guy in the corner, you saw it. It looked fake as fuck because yeah. it's Stone Cold like but stomping yeah, a mud not, hole, right? I'm but we not, never questioned yeah, it. The thing, is, the thing is, he has that energy about him that you know you don't. The energy, you don't see that. Yeah. The charisma yeah. wasn't exactly. People are attracted to his. I mean, it's kind of like you know when people say wrestling's fake. That's different. Yes, we all know wrestling. We all, but it's it's like. That's why you suspend your disbelief and you look at it for what it is. It's an art form. It's like they're trying to tell you a story. Like there's two people. A guy flipping his guy with his dick <laughs> is an art form. It's his art, sir. Yeah, it's his Friday art. night in it's West his Hollywood. Art. You know what? You know what? Okay. All right. You know what? Recently, there like, was there's like, a little con. Did you hear about the like, chick? It's like erotic comics. Everyone has their own preference. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Did you hear about that? Girl that there was a girl wrestler recently. I don't yeah, want to say girl wrestler. That sounds offensive. Woman wrestler. <laughs> She, uh, she, dude, she this is a legit it. spot in, in a wrestling match. This girl pulled a towel, had a girl sit on the chair, right? Or I think they were in a match, right? Yeah, I was during the match. And this girl pulls a quote unquote, like, used tampon out of her fucking tights yeah. and shoved it in this girl's mouth in the middle of a match. And I'm not even, this is not a joke. It's for is, real. Somebody's got to die the at thing that is, point. What was there, like, cheered. a real use? It wasn't real, it was a work. It, 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 it was a work tampon. <laughs> the thing is, like, they did it for that crowd, and the crowd cheered, and that's all They that loved mattered. it. And so that, well, now that that's a huge hot debate. Like, like, the thing about wrestling is, like, as long as the crowd is happy that you put on a show, it's fine. Yeah. If it's on TV, it won't work. But if you're no, on an independent show, drinking beers with a bunch of friends, someone does some weird shit out of nowhere, you're going to cheer. You're like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't think that was Like, if you were in the audience, dude, and you saw that happen, a girl pulls a tampon out, right? I'd leave. You leave? <laughs> like, Get yo, the fuck out of here. If you're with is, me, I'd be like, hold on, is, let's stay. Where did this much. go? Like, this, that's too much. Like, I'm out. Like, Really? That? Where, where is your line? Is it the tampon or is it the dick spot? Bloody tampons being both. Like, it's, it's <laughs> fucking... It's... Uh, ew, dude, ew. Like... <laughs> Oh, my, my, I got an iron cock that attracts people, and I flip people with my dick. Oh, I'm going to pull this bloody tampon out and rub it on some girl's face. Like, that shit I wouldn't want to watch on, like, that's just, no. 
No. <laughs> well, you won't watch it on TV. You'll just—I mean, you got to go to a live show. Yeah. I true. wouldn't. I wouldn't go to that live show. Well, you would go, but then you would like immediately go. What? What the yeah. fuck, Javi? What did you bring me to? That's when yeah. I like stand up and walk outside and go have a cigarette. Just like. <laughs> I'm here, I guess. I mean, WWE like, has a lot of those. They have a lot of those moments. Bathroom matches, concession stand matches. Well, he's been. Th- yeah, yeah they're few. fighting with food. Like... No, no, I meant that's the part of the match where you go to the oh, bathroom, you go yeah. to the concession stand, and you go have a cigarette. Go buy a T-shirt. It sounds like yeah. that. Baron Corbin night. <laughs> it just doesn't sound fun to me. Like I don't have anything against professional wrestling, but I got have I have a lot against that. Like both of those people, like you guys are so happy talking about it, and like. I, I can't. It's re- look, look. I think it's funny because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, I I'm like you, man. I I love. I, the, there's like certain wrestling that I grew up on that I. I can watch now and still enjoy it, but mm-hmm. you know sometimes, you know, a bitch pulls a tampon out of her, you know, and shoves yeah, it in the girl's face. The, I'll I laugh the, my ass off. I love the, the wackiness if it makes sense. Because it's like ridiculous. The tampon spot, like I'm not you know pulling for the tampon spot. You know, yeah. it's a pretty dumb spot, but for that crowd, everyone cheers. It doesn't is it any better than Joey Ryan's spot? But the thing know. with Joey Ryan's, like he kind of like he builds up to the dick spot. The thing is, it's the buildup. <laughs> and then if someone tries to you know low blow him, you're like, oh, that makes sense because he has. He has in, an iron cock, line, right? He has an iron cock, and it's supposed to hurt. Which, I mean, Asian Shaw should probably call Joey Ryan. Cause, yeah. I mean, he gets apologize. hit in the cock a lot. He should probably. <laughs> is that, I just figured out this is the guy that's uh, sponsored by U-Porn. Yeah. Yeah. Or he was. I don't know. If I, don't, I, I, don't I know think if U-Porn sent him some stuff. Oh. And he called his move the U-Porn the Flex. That's right. Oh, yeah, so has the bootplex too, right? I we like so. When he wrestles girls. He wrestles girls. Yeah, like he this. wrestles women, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. But not entertaining. But, like, not as... <laughs> well, maybe to you he's not entertaining. Yeah. Well, he does this thing I called mean, the bootplex, every, which I'm surprised yeah, no one's giving him shit for yet. preference. Yeah. yeah. What's in Japan, right? Uh, he's wrestled in Japan before. He has, he has yeah, he's got he, a few, like, Japanese Or, he, or he's guys. doing that stuff here in North America. He's doing no, that he, stuff here, too. Yeah, he lives in California, so he does a lot of the California oh, independent promotions. Yeah, I think he has his own. His we should own. take him to bar wrestling oh and then my just God. so he could watch it for himself. What is bar we wrestling? Have to, we have to get him drunk. We have yeah. to get Steve, like, hammered him. We have to do, like, a live. Oh, that's so hard. But <laughs> <laughs> a live um, play-by-play as he watches it yeah. and see how, how long it takes him before he leaves. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, I'd probably stay because I paid for the ticket. But I have a lot to say afterwards. <laughs> like, I mean, he's only out there for five minutes. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The guy five minutes. It's still weird. It, it's still the weird. wrestling world is a very interesting place. You should see how many people cheer though. Dude, people love. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people cheer for a lot of weird shit. That's. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There were some people that cheered for Fergie's national anthem. I don't know who they were, but some people cheered for it. <laughs> oh man, the the support Her the Fergie supporters. Yeah. That was <laughs> one of the most funny thing, funniest things I've ever seen. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wind it down here before we uh, let you go, Jerry. What do, you, what do you need to say to the people out there? Fucking drink a beer and keep making good beer. Keep trying new beer. I mean, the only just way enjoy we, the fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, just enjoy, enjoy it, man. I mean, the only way we're going to stay in business is if we make you guys happy. And the only way you guys are going to be happy is you, if you guys find the beer that you feel you like. And, you know, don't mm. be afraid to try something different because yeah. you never know what you're going to like. Right. Do you have any beer coming out that we should be excited about? Um, we're doing a few collabs with some up-and-coming breweries that are not open yet. Um, I really want to brew another double IPA. Yes. Uh, basically a small version of our fifth anniversary. Which, which was amazing. Yeah, which came out really well. I really like that. All right. And how can we follow you on your socials? Uh, Master Brew, at Master Brews on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I don't go on Facebook. 
Who does? Who doesn't? No one. Um, if you want to find me, I'll be at the brewery pretty much seven days a week. Uh, if not, I'm somewhere in Torrance or Long Beach drinking. Say hi. Right? Hi. Say hi. Say yeah. People, you want people to say hi to you, right? Yeah. Well, come, yeah, come up to me. I mean, I, I love I love having conversations with random people. I mean, everyone always has their own perspective, and like, all I really want is just educate people on craft beer. Hmm. And that's I mean that's the fun part when people figure out some new information on craft beer where you know you basically debunk a myth that they always thought was true. Right. Like and you the watch whole, them learn like something. the whole you get more fucked up off dark beer. Right. I, oh, lo- yeah. I love that myth. Uh, yeah. Can I have can I have a can I have a light beer? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Light is relative. Just, just your lightest beer. Yeah. All right. All right. The funniest That's thing is when I give him a dark beer and I tell him, oh, you know what's the difference between this beer and that beer is? I add a little bit of dark malt. It's the <laughs> same beer. They don't care, though. They yeah. drink that shit, you know? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I just want people to, you know, be explorative with the craft beer. Yeah. So, Jerry, thank you very much for jumping on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. So great. the next event we're gonna have is uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so um, we're gonna be watching the Royal Rumble at Pacific Plate. Um, what day we, is that? It's 27th. on Sunday, January twenty seventh at four p.m. Uh, we also are doing a, a little promotional thing. Uh, mostly uh, me. I'm gonna do some giveaways uh, for a crate box. Uh, we have a link on our Pacific Plate Instagram where you can uh, sign up. It's just a small little form, email. Um, name, phone number to contact you if you win, and we're gonna do a little raffle. Yeah, and then uh, on social media, Pacific Plate Brewery. I think it's everything. Yeah, Pacific Plate Brewing on everything. Um, and then if you're in Monrovia, California, on Fridays we're at the uh, uh, the weekly uh, farmers market. Yeah, yeah, the street fair up the street on Myrtle. So, uh, and then if you're down here, it's if you're in anywhere near us, it's 1999 South Myrtle. And uh, our beers are great because we fucking make them. So <laughs> drink those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>